Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people. What is up? It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, back with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast, where it is my hope that I would inspire, empower, and ignite you to live your best life. Guys, have you been? I feel like, as I always say, it's been forever. Um, I've been so busy and we're, we're going to get into it. Good things. Absolutely good things. Um, but as always, let me go ahead and plug my social media first. Um, you know, if this is your first time watching or listening, hey, how are you? Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world. Um, and if this is not your first time, uh, you enjoyed that last one, wasn't it riveting? It was it was great, right? <laughs> um, but let me plug my social media real quick. Um, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at This Exceptional Journey. Uh, and then on Twitter, you can find me at TEJ Podcast. Definitely use hashtag TEJ Podcast as well. Um, comments, questions, suggestions, I definitely want to hear from you. Um, so let's dive right in, guys. Uh, I didn't, as always, want this podcast to be super long. Um, I just wanted to fill you on where I am, fill you in on where I am and what's going on. Uh, guys, It's it's been surreal the last couple months of my life. Um, it is now July 2019. Where the heck did the year go? It's actually almost the end of July at this point. And you know, it's crazy. It's just, I mean, I looked up and it's July. I don't, I don't know, but, um, a lot of good stuff going on. I'm going to let you guys know, but the topic for today, as you can clearly tell from the title is look at you growing, look at you growing. So, um, I have a very close friend, um, that we say this to each other all the time, uh, because if you're anything like me prayerfully, not that I want you to be like me, but <laughs> if you're anything like me, you're always striving to be better, um, just a better o- overall person, um, better mentally, physically, emotionally, um, spiritually. You're always looking to grow and not be stagnant. So anytime uh, her and I have a, a heart to heart or, you know, we discuss our days and something like that. Um, comes up, we always say to each other, oh, girl, look at you growing. Um, And it's kind of our way of signifying to one another, you know, that first of all, I hope you recognize that you are growing. (laughs) And then that I recognize that you're growing because, you know, sometimes we can't see our own forest for our trees uh, because we don't see it in ourselves, but someone that's close to us could. So uh, I wanted to talk about it because I find my place at a very interest, I find myself at a very interesting place in life. Uh, so a couple things that I wanted to discuss in regards to me specifically growing, um, was me physically, uh, me like mentally and emotionally and then relationally. Um, but 
by all means, feel free to plug yourself and your situations in any of these scenarios as well. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about, however, was me physically. So most of you know, you know, I had breast cancer and physically it takes a toll on your body. Of course, you know, I had surgery, radiation, chemo, all of those things either altered my physical body. Um, I'm still living with physical, you know, side effects from, you know, active treatment and I will for the rest of my life. So, you know, my body has always been different since, you know, the end of 2016 when I finished all my active treatment. Uh, but I find myself now and I'm still dealing with side effects. I'm, I mean, I still will deal with those, but I find myself, um, now when I, when I, when I look in the mirror or when I think about where I've come from, even just from those almost three years ago, I've come a long way. So let me talk about physically. First of all, I wanted to talk about my hair. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, I've done an episode, um, on my hair locking journey and, you know, I started growing my locks, uh, January last year, 2018, kind of, I was tired of getting my hair trimmed because it was growing all weird at first when it grew and it was like soft as a baby's bottom, like lamb's wool. And then it naturally went back to my own kinky hair, but it wasn't as thick as thick as it was before. And the curl pattern was different. So I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I've never had hair like this. Um, so as it grew out, I just got shape ups and haircuts because it was the easiest thing for me to do. But then I was like, I think I want my hair to grow out. And thus I started locks, which I really wanted to do when I was in college, but I wasn't, I didn't want to give up my creamy crack, my perm. I didn't want to do that. My relaxer, <laughs> I didn't want to do that. But let me talk about how, so I, I put on Instagram this week, a post um, of me putting the top part of my locks up in a ponytail. Um, so if you're not following me on Instagram, click over right now so you can see the picture. And, you know, when I usually oil my scalp, I put my hair in sections and ponytails. So it wasn't like foreign for me to see my hair up like that. But it was the very first time I actually went out in public with my hair up like that. Listen, when you go through something like chemo, when you lose your hair and you don't have control, it's the littlest things that I'm learning. Um, even like when my hair first started growing back, it looked it felt like baby's hair, something brand new I had never faced. And now with my locks being at the length that they are, uh, me being able to put my hair up again, because I don't know if you knew this, I don't think I've posted this anywhere, but um, before my hair fell out from chemo, I was, I've always been natural, um, but um, I had like shoulder length hair. So it was easy at the drop of a dime for me to either put my Afro puff up with a headband or if my hair was straightened, um, if I got it trimmed or something, it still, it was easy for me to put it up in a bun or a ponytail, no problem. Um, but going through the journey all over again from my hair falling out to the different textures, it was so weird. It was just so weird. But I say this to say, you know, posting that picture just with the top part, because I mean, I can pull it all up, but it kind of looks crazy. So I just pulled the top up to kind of keep, you know, the front ones out of my face. And I went out in public. I posted the picture. I got like amazing feedback, like, oh, my goodness, girl, you know, look at your hair growing after chemo and, you know, all of that stuff. But I'm growing like my hair is growing. And sometimes because 
you know, as women, our hair, and I think I did a podcast episode about this, our hair is like our identity at some point. And when it changes and it alters, yes, I am not my hair, but it's a big part of who I am. And, you know, to be able to post that, at first I wasn't going to do it. Um, I did a couple IG stories as well. Um, and I was like, no, maybe I won't. Like going back and forth, because again, this is brand new to me. I've never been in this space, again, with my hair being able to be pulled up. And I've never had locks before. So I just say this to say it was great. It was great. Um, not that I needed the applause or the feedback. You know, some people uh, DM'd me like, oh, my goodness, how did you get your hair to grow? And girl, you look so good. And da, 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 da. And I was like, thank you. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you after you go through something, even if it's not breast cancer, hello, after you go through something, you can lose sight of who you really are. Or you can even lose sight of your own true beauty all over again, if that makes sense. Um, so being able to see my hair and its crowning glory up, even in a small ponytail, like it was amazing. So my hair is growing. I've been in this log journey, like I said, since January last year. It's been a year and a half or a year and seven months, and I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving it. So there's that. <laughs> um, and then the other um, way I'm growing. So I am my grandmother's child. Let me preface this next point to say that my grandmother was a hoarder. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. If my family's listening, I'm talking about Nana. Nana was a hoarder. She was like anything you needed. She had like six of them. Like, have you ever watched the show, the middle, um, with the family from Indiana? One of my favorite shows, by the way, it's old. It, it's not even on anymore, but um, the father of the family, his name was Mike. Mike's father was a hoarder, like legit and straight up. He needed to be on the show. I have, and my mom, don't get me wrong. I'm not leaving her out the equation. I have adopted some of her ways in regards to just keeping stuff for no reason. And then like months later, I'll come back to it. Like, why are you keeping this? <laughs> I can't be the only one. Right. Um, so what I'm, what I'm growing in now and, you know, after a diagnosis, um, after anything traumatic that happens to you physically, mentally, and emotionally, you reevaluate life. You reevaluate what's important, what's not important, what you want to keep, what you want to throw away. So I want to testify, okay, that I am growing physically in the way that I'm actually letting go of stuff. That's huge, guys. When I tell you that is huge, um, I've never been, and thank God I've never been someone who's ever not had, at least if my mom and dad were ever struggling, I never knew. I mean, they did a good job if, if that was the case, but I've always been spoiled growing up my brother, same way. Um, so we've always like, if we asked for something, we got it. Um, and that's kind of how I live my adult life. <laughs> that's kind of how I live my adult life. And even with some relationships, um, I'm spoiled, like, I am. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Not sorry. That's just, you know, it, to know me is to love me. Uh, but I say that to say I have tons of clothes, tons of shoes. Um, I have tons of stuff. And of course, this is not to brag or boast or of course, anything like that. But I say that to say I have a hard time letting go of stuff because there are some items, probably as we all know, um, that hold sentimental value. There are some things that hold emotional value. Oh, I used to be in this relationship. This hold, you know, holds dear and near to me. Um, and then there's just stuff we keep because we don't feel like 
decluttering our, our lives, right? So I say this to say over the last week or so, um, probably with since the first week of July, slowly but surely, I've gone through my closed drawers. Um, and next is, I did part of my closet, uh, but decluttering, decluttering, because here's my thing. I'm walking into, into some new things in life, and we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. But I'm walking into some great spaces with some new people, and I want new. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting new. But, baby, you got to let go of the old. I think I just gave you a word. <laughs> but seriously, I'm finding that I can't bring in new if I can't get rid of the old. Like, guys, literally. So I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but all through – um like elementary school, high school, and even college, I played sports, basketball, volleyball, soccer, softball, you name it, track and field. I did it all. Say that to say I've always had some type of uniform in my drawers, whether it be t-shirts or basketball shorts or tennis shoes. I've always had these things because it, it was just my lifestyle. Let me tell you how I had, and I, I'm not lying, guys. I just took them out to the trash last week I had a pair of basketball shorts I started playing basketball in eighth grade I start I I had a pair of basketball shorts one of the very first pair that I bought myself in eighth grade still had them I am 40 <laughs> guys I am 40 years old and I just threw away a pair of hoop shorts from when I was in eighth grade how old are you in eighth grade 14 13 14 what was that keeping them for? And here's the kicker. They weren't still intact, as you can imagine. How many decades is that? The drawstring was gone. Um, the little flip where the, the elastic band is for your stomach was almost non-existent. Where the crotch was, there was a hole as big as my head. Like, I could sit the shorts on my head. But I kept wearing them. I mean, in the house. I wasn't, of course, wearing them out in public. But it was an emotional thing because it tied me to... My very first, because I love basketball, it tied me to that moment. And I held on to these babies. I kept washing them. I finally threw them away. That is huge. Guys, I don't, I mean, listen, I don't know what your thing is, but that is huge for me. That is huge. I threw away some tops that I've had since college, like early college years, that I can't even fit my left arm in right now. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. I'm also growing physically everywhere else. <laughs> We'll get to that at another time. That's for a fitness journey. But I say that to say I'm growing. And it it's not even physical. It's not physical. It is mental. It is emotional. Uh, because some of these things I did have a hard time throwing away. If I'm honest, I really, really did. Um, those basketball shorts, there were a couple tops. Um, one in particular I had since the end of high school going into college. And my old ex-boyfriend bought it for me. Um, and we're still friends, no love lost. We're, you know what I mean? We're not together, but still it just was a happy time in my life. So I kept the shirt and I kept wearing it and baby girl, let that go. Okay. <laughs> let it go. So I say that to say, guys, I am growing physically in this, in the fact that I'm getting rid of stuff that is huge for me. Um, and I'm happy about it. I am actually excited that I'm getting rid of old stuff so I can make room for new stuff. Does that make sense? I hope, I hope that makes sense. So that kind of segues me into the mental and emotional piece. Uh, you know, probably as we know, you know, when you go through anything traumatic in your life that you don't have control over, um, you lose pieces of you. 
uh, or pieces of you alter or change uh, for the good or for the not so good, depending upon how you look at it. And one of the things I can definitely say for the better um, that has changed in my life since breast cancer is my mental and my emotional outlook on life. And I, I've probably talked about it in previous episodes, but um, these last couple months, maybe three or four months has really made me recognize how much I have grown um, since active treatment, since diagnosis, um, mentally and emotionally. Um, you know, I'm all about a proponent for a therapist. I've had one for years. Go get you one if you need one. Um, but my therapist moved away. I love her to pieces. Hi, Dr. G. Uh, but I've had to kind of handle things on my own in these last couple months. And I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm, you know, no love lost, nothing bad going on, but it's really made me think it's really made me process. And it's really made me see me. If, if, you know, if you're down with really seeing you, I highly say you do it. Okay. <laughs> um, but mentally and emotionally, I'm not the same. Uh, one way I can definitely see that I've grown. There was a, a specific situation that took place. Uh, what is this? July, so maybe about two or three months ago. Um, with someone that I love dearly, someone that I would give my, sh the shirt off my back for, um, someone who, uh, someone who, you know, I've had in my home, which is very sacred to me. I just don't let anybody in my place. Um, someone who I've given my last dollar to. Um, so I'm talking about a real relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like a friend who I would do anything for. And over the last, well, with about three months ago, two, three months ago, um, there was kind of a clash in our friendship. And um, it rocked me. It rocked me um, hardcore. It did. Um, I'm not going to speak that I was depressed, but I was sleeping more. I was eating more. Um, I'm sorry, I was sleeping more, eating less and really didn't have energy didn't really want to be bothered with people um it was it was a it was a low place it was and what i found however there is victory wait for it uh what i found however is after i felt my feelings um after you know i, I spoke to a couple close friends about the situation i realized that i'm actually okay like, I'm good, good. <laughs> so one way I can definitely tell I've been growing mentally and emotionally is that that situation, if it would have happened to me before diagnosis, I would have crumbled. Like, I literally would have crumbled. I would have been MIA. People would have been like, where's Yolanda? Because although, <laughs> if you ask my close friends and family, I'm very guarded and I've probably spoke about this before. I'm, I'm a very emotionally guarded person just because I've been hurt in the past. Because when I was younger, I was naive. When I was 20s, 30s, I was so loving. I loved everybody. And I still do to an extent. But, you know, after you get hurt, you know, in a couple of friendships and relationships, you're like, nope, never again. Putting up every wall possible. And that's what I did. And here I am at 40 trying to break down those barriers slowly, slowly but surely. But, uh, you know, so something like this, although, you know, I have a, a, a great wall set up, I'm very sensitive. And 
it would have rocked me. Like people would have not been able to find me and not because I was trying to end my life. Don't not go in there, but because it, I just would have been MIA because I would have been all in my feelings. I would have been eating ice cream every night or popcorn, drinking wine, whatever y'all want to, whatever your vice is. Uh, that would have been me, but I had my moment, you know, a couple months ago I had my moment and I'm good. And I am good to the point where I've seen this person numerous times since then. And I'm good. Like, y'all, I'm good. And I'm grateful because, again, it, this wouldn't have been the case a couple years ago. Before diagnosis, this wouldn't have been the case. I would have crumbled every time I see the person. Oh, I'm, are they going to be there? Oh, I can't go. What? Diagnosis, anything that you go through that's traumatic and makes you see life in a different way, Put your whole perspective in a different light. Like, what? Like, that's not even important. <laughs> that's not even important. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that mentally and emotionally um, I have grown there. And then, I mean, let's be honest. We already know that anytime you go again through anything, you always have to accept this new normal, whether it's through a disease or a broken relationship or a diagnosis, whatever the case may be, you have to find this new and I'm grateful that, you know, I'm finding my new. Every day is different. Every single day is different. Every month is different. Every year is different. But I'm grateful that I'm able to move with the ebbs and flows. Um, and I'm grateful that I'm actually growing through it all. I'm not someone who's cynical. I'm not someone who's pessimistic. So everything that gets thrown at me, I see it as a learning moment. I see it as something I can grow from. And I've been grow guys. I'm so excited. If you can't tell, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so then there's the, the mental and emotional part. And lastly, the relational part. Um, like I said previously, I am a very sensitive person. Um, you know, growing up as a child, my feelings were hurt very easily. Um, and that's just because of some things I went through when I, when I was born and you know, there will be later podcasts for all of that. But, um, yeah, growing up, I was very naive. I loved everybody. Um, you know, I gave my heart to everybody. We're talking about from childhood even to college. And, you know, hurt people hurt people. And when you're open and available, you get hurt. And so because of that, I've lived a very guarded emotional life. Very. And the people that know me and the people that I love know me. You know what I mean? Like, so here's the thing. If I love you and I know you, I give you my all which is a whole bunch because I love hard <laughs> and the people that know me and that love me see past it. Like, all right, nope, what's going on? Like, nope, I'm not, I'm not, you might've been able to give that answer to Joe Schmo, but you're not giving that answer to me. So what's really going on, but I'm grateful that in this space, this mental space that I'm in, I'm relationally allowing myself to be more open to those that I love. And even to people I don't know, I went to, um, so the last couple weeks, Square, you know, the people where you slide your card um, electronically, um, they did a night school that was called Self Made. Um, it was a pilot program um, that started in Atlanta and their second city was Pittsburgh. I was like all the way down to go. So I did it. Um, and I don't know any of these babies from a can of paint. I don't know any of them. Usually I just would have come to the class and left because I don't. To be honest, if I'm honest on this side of breast cancer, I don't really like small talk. I don't because I feel like it's a waste of time. 
And I don't know if that's, I don't, guys, I don't know. Let me know. Because I'm all about progressing. I'm all about moving forward. I don't want to talk about your cat. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about that you ran out of laundry detergent. I don't. I'm sorry. This is coming across harsh, guys, but I don't. I, I Let's talk about something progressive. What are you doing for your business today? What are you doing spiritually to, today to grow your relationship? What are you doing familiar, with your family <laughs> to grow your relationships. That's what I want to know about forward progress. I don't want to talk about how I, I just don't, I, I can't even think of another thing, but I don't. But during this, you know, square night school, I've been lingering. I've been networking with people and I know because of where I'm going next, it's so necessary. Um, next in life. I mean, transitioning, you know, with stuff, uh, and I'm proud of myself. I've been opening up more to people who I would actually give my life for, like, to be honest. Um, but still, you know, trusting like every day that everything is going to be okay if I let go of this little piece. Does that make sense? That's me growing, guys. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that I'm growing. Um, and it's all brand new to me. It is all such a journey, this exceptional journey. Hello. Um, but it's all brand new. Um, every day is not good. I mean, you know, when one of my friends asked me how life is, I was like, you know, every day is a winding road. <laughs> um, and that's the truth. That is the reality of it. I'm not going to say it's a roller coaster because I mean, you're in charge of your emotions, what you respond to and what you don't. Um, but it, it is a winding road. It definitely is a winding road, but I'm here for it. I am so here for it. Guys, I am so excited that I'm growing in all of these areas because these are all areas that I've struggled with before, whether it's relationally or, you know, my hair falling out after chemo um, or even just my emotions dealing with people that I love, like being devastated by people. No, those days are over. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Those days are over. Um, but I'm grateful that I'm great. I'm grateful that I'm in this mental, emotional and relational space. Um, that I can be okay with where I am right now. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So guys, that that literally, I, I thought about it and I was like, I think I want to talk about growing after something. Growing after dot, dot, dot. Growing again after a diagnosis, after um, surgery, after um, a breakup, after a divorce, after, um, you know, just something life altering growing after is so crucial and important. So how are you growing? Of course you always know there's a call to action somewhere, right? How are you growing? And again, you don't have to be physical, mental, emotional, or relational, but how are you growing every day? And even if you've never been through anything, I highly doubt that's anyone ever, but if you've never been through anything and you've lived life on the sunny side of the street, that's good too, but you still need to be growing every day. Are you working out? Are you eating better? Hello? Let me lift both of my hands on that one because I need to be doing that. Um, but every day you can be a better you. And that's really my goal. That is really where I'm at in this space in my life right now is just being a better me in every facet. I know, you know, it's uh, not a sprint. It's a marathon. But baby, I'm running my miles, okay? <laughs> I am getting my miles in. And every day I'm getting stronger. Every day I'm getting better. And I am grateful. Cool. <laughs> so that's my little rant and rave. I wanted to tell you guys, though, before we toodaloo, uh, I have some great stuff going on. And I'm going to keep it brief. 
Um, so a few of the things that I wanted to touch on, just so you guys are aware for future reference, um, just know I'm always working. If you're not connected to me on social media, if you're not connected to me, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, um, or if you're not a friend, you know, <laughs> um, I'm always moving and, 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 and making strides to be better for me, uh, better strides for the breast cancer community. Um, better strides for the young adult cancer community, and then better strides for the African-American breast cancer community. Those are my main three components that I wanted to always touch on at some juncture in my life. So just a few things I wanted to let you guys know I'm working on. Number one, I mentioned before, if you're here in the city of Pittsburgh, I am working with the Glock Foundation, like a gun, Glock, G-L-O-C-K. Um, it's a nonprofit started about six years ago by a woman um, who had breast cancer, went through a clinical trial that saved her life, and she started this nonprofit to educate the community. She reached out to me like towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, and said, I want to start an African-American initiative. Um, one of her members of her organization unfortunately passed away from stage four um, breast cancer. Her name was Latasha. Um, so this initiative is called the Latasha Henderson Initiative. We're just... Um, you know, getting things off the ground here in the city, um, specifically for African-American breast cancer survivors. So if you're in the city, if you know of anyone, definitely send them my way. Um, either DM me. Um, I believe my email address is on all of my social media as well. Um, definitely let me know, have them reach out to me and contact me um, because we really want this to be a big push, you know, for prevention, early detection and clinical trials in the African-American breast cancer community, which you all know I'm a proponent for. So I'm definitely working behind the scenes on that. We should have a launch for that um, in the fall, October-ish, we're thinking. Um, and then as well, guys, I'm trying to get some merch together, okay? So here's the thing, I love wearing T-shirts. I wear everybody else's sayings, but I wanna wear my own, <laughs> okay? Um, I have someone that's working on a logo for me, and I've also been working on a couple logos. Um, as well let me know what kind of merch do you guys want to see I was thinking like t-shirts tank tops socks because I love designer socks well socks that have designs on them um, I'm thinking like water bottles phone cases car air fresheners the whole gamut bracelets you let me know I mean I don't want it to be cheesy because we're definitely not going down that route but I would love for you guys to get this exceptional journey out there, you know what I mean? And let people know if they need help or if I can point them in the right direction, I can definitely do that. So definitely working on some merch, definitely working on um, a few logos. And then there just may be, and ladies, if you're listening, you'll know who I'm talking about. There may just be a collab. So there's this huge movement right now going on um, online. It's all e-commerce online. Um, there's a push for um, the African-American breast cancer community, because let's be honest, a lot of times when you see advertisements or where you when you hear commercials dealing with breast cancer, they're usually white or Caucasian and over the age of 50. And I don't fit any of those parameters. So two of my fellow um, state leaders with YSC came up with this movement and you know, we're in talks. We may have a couple collabs coming down the line. Um, so keep keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, we're trying to see how it works best for both of us. 
and helps best for the community, of course, um, as well. So guys, I'm always working. I have some other products I'm not going to talk about because they're literally in the, the idea phase. Um, I, I'm taking meetings. Just know I am taking meetings. Okay. I met with a fashion designer a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm always, as you can tell, learning and growing from the square night school. Um, tomorrow, uh, there's an organization here called the Chatham university school women's school of entrepreneurship, uh, where they're teaching us how to, it's a homemaker space. They're teaching us how to embroider our own clothing labels. If that gives you a hint into anything that I'm doing. Um, so I'm go I'm going to that tomorrow. So I'm guys, I'm always moving. I'm always working because I think, like I said, for those three proponents, uh, breast cancer, African-American breast cancer and young adult cancer, we need a voice and I'm trying to do the best I can to be that voice for as many people as possible and learn as I go. So I'm always shaking. I'm always moving. I just don't always tell you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But guys, if you've listened this far, literally, thank you so much. The podcast doesn't seem to be too long, so I'm grateful. Um, you know, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, definitely let me know um, either here where you're listening or hit me up on social media. Um, you know, don't forget to rate, subscribe as well. Um, that helps me with iTunes and all of the, the platforms that I'm on to let them know that people actually are listening. <laughs> cool. Um, other than that, guys, it's been great. Um, like I said, keep, keep an eye out. I have some stuff coming up probably within the next six months to a year that I definitely want to include you guys in on. Uh, you're going to be the first to know everything, right? <laughs> cool. Um, hopefully you've, you've caught something guys. We need to grow. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to move and walk the survivor side of life. Cool. Until next time guys. Peace.